Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Read this with me in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 3, one more teaching on Moses. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. Now in Hebrew, it says a, 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 um, what's the English? a thorn bush, a thorn bush. And so he looked and behold, the thorn bush burned with fire but the thorn bush was not consumed. It's a certain kind of, there's a certain word in Hebrew that means thorn bush. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he, Moses, turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Now in Hebrew, it it actually reads, I am here to serve or here I am to serve. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Now, let me break this down into a few things. And then we know that, that he said, you know, they're going to want to know what your name is. He said, who am I? We talked this last couple of weeks. The Bible says that Moses is tending Jethro's sheep, and he sees a certain kind of bush, a thorn bush, that has a fire burning in the midst of it. And Moses says, I will turn aside to see. Now, the question comes up, why does the Bible, why does God specifically say, I will turn aside to see when the Bible already said he saw the bush? The word to see, to see the bush that's, the, the bush that's burning but not being consumed is the Hebrew word vayar. And the word vayar means to see. Jesus said, they have eyes, but they don't see. Vayar. But blessed are you who have eyes to see. Vayar with a yod. Same word, but with a little, like, comma at the top. Whenever you see a comma at the top of a word, it means God is involved with this. So when Moses said, I see the burning bush, but it doesn't have the yod, now I turn aside to see what he's saying is, I want to see what it is that God is doing. Now, I think that's so important. When I read that, I think that's so important when we look at where we are in the world right now. You think about everything that's going on, and to be honest with you, I think most of the world sees it, but they don't see it. 
And I, I was going to go really strong in this area, but I thought I'm going to save that. And we're going to talk about in the, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the, the Jesus of Revelations. We're going to talk about the seven churches of Revelation. But let me just throw a few things out. Um, let's say the COVID vaccine. Now, I don't believe that this vaccine passport, I'm just going to say these things quickly. I don't think this vaccine passport is the mark of the beast, but I think it's the slippery slope that will lead us to the mark of the beast. The Bible says that there'll come a time when there's a great falling away uh, in, in Christianity, when uh, we're like in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, um, I was a lot of bad things uh, before I became a Christian. I was a drug addict. I was a drug dealer, uh, you know, ran in the gangs, uh, you know, I was in jail uh, for, for various things for short periods of time. And uh, but when I got saved and it said, let's say America, America will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. With homosexuality and, you know, and 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 and. You know, all these things that came with Sodom. That's where we get the word Sodom. And I thought, you know, man, we're from the streets. You know, I mean, we're okay. We're new to church, but it's got to mean something else. Who would have ever thought we'd get to where we are now? When in the church, it's being okay. You look at you look at um, the mark of the beast where the Bible says you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have a mark from the government that says it's okay for you to go in a grocery store. Folks, do you see how fast things are changing? That's the blowing of the shofar. That's Moses saw, but he turned aside to see. You look at the rise. We think, you know, you think of, uh, you know, did anybody, anybody here ever name your child Hitler? Because of the unbelievable cruelty of anti-semitism and yet today anti-semitism in the world is higher than it was during nazi germany you look at who would have ever thought you know the bible says in the last days wrong will be right and right will be wrong who'd ever thought you know when i when i first when i was uh, in school in a, a grade school we'd stand up every morning put our hand over our heart say i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god can't say that anymore can't say that can't pray in school anymore who would have ever thought we'd got there it's the frog in the pan it gets it, it just you just sit there and they just keep turning up the flame turning up the flame who would have ever thought when 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 I was a kid, you know, we had black and white television and we had Ozzie and Harriet. And if they ever showed the bedroom, it was, you know, two twin beds with a nightstand in me. Now we have in schools teachers teaching same sex marriage. We have teachers teaching uh, homosexuality and lesbianism. And so our kids, you know, you, you, you know, just a thought just popped into my spirit. You look at when Moses stood before Pharaoh and said, let my people go. We always think that Moses, uh, Pharaoh turned Moses down every time. No, there was one time he said, okay, you can go, but leave your women and children with us. We're one generation. We're one generation from our public school systems teaching against God, against what the Bible says, and against morality. Now, you may say, well, that Pastor, that's hate speech. That's not hate speech. Right is right and wrong is wrong. 
You know, when I came into church, I was I had needle marks up and down my arms from shooting in heroin and cocaine. And uh, it would be a shame if I came in the church now and I still had needle marks. The Bible says, the woman said to Jesus, said to the woman, woman, where are your accusers? She said, none here, Lord. He said, neither do I accuse you. Grace. Go and sin no more, lest something worse comes upon you. Love. The Bible says God chastens those he loves. Amen. You don't let your kid be a spoiled brat. I believe in putting the board of education upon the seat of learning. The heart of a child is full of foolishness. Discipline drives it far from. Amen. So we look at these things and, and, and I believe, I believe, I mean, you, you look at our country, we can't, you know, you can't pray publicly in school, but we have a whole state that five times a day, they broadcast Muslim prayer over the loudspeaker. So we need to be like Moses and not just see these things and ignore them, but turn aside and see what is it that God is doing. The Lord Jesus himself talked about this. He said, they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. But blessed are you. How many want to be blessed? Blessed are you who have both eyes to see and ears to hear. Not seeing with the physical eye, but seeing with the spiritual eye. And these things are the blowing of the shofar. They are the blowing. Most people in most neighborhoods are not hearing somebody get up and blow the shofar. And they go, oh my goodness, we better spread the word. It's close to the coming of the Messiah. But God is blowing the show. Turn the news on when you go home. Turn on Fox. Don't turn on the other ones. Turn on Fox and you can hear the blowing of the shofar. Our world has never been like it is right now. It is God trying to get our attention. Now look at the second thing we see here. The second thing we see real quick is that when God saw Moses turn aside, when Moses saw the burning bush, he said, I'm going to turn aside to see what God is doing. Ancient Jewish wisdom says, Moses said, I want to get as close to the fire as I can. That's the purpose of the blowing the shofar. To say, you know what, maybe we've gotten a little lukewarm lately. Maybe we've become, you know, a little lukewarm. Maybe it's time for me to get closer to the fire. The blazing fire in Judaism represents, listen to this, our soul surging towards the presence of God to connect with supernatural power. Moses sees a burning bush. It's a thorn bush that has a fire in the middle of it, and it's not being consumed. He didn't go, oh, that's nice. Hey, what's happening? He goes, I'm going to get as close to that fire as I can. You think about fire. We're filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Fire is our soul surging towards God and getting as close as we can to the power of a supernatural God. Now watch this. The Bible then says, when God saw Moses turn towards the fire. God's watching us right now during the month of Elul. God is watching us. And let me ask you, are you, are you saying, you know what? 
Man, it is crazy what's going on out there. I need to get closer to the fire. My soul needs to catch fire again. I need, to, I need to get out of being lukewarm. I need to get out of just going through the motions and singing kumbaya. I need to get close to the fire. I need to pray again. I need to read the Bible again. I need to be in church again. I need to do these things. I need to get closer to the fire of God because it is not a normal fire. It is a supernatural fire. And God said, when I saw Moses, or God says, when I see you, hear the blowing of the shofar, paying attention, looking at the birth pains, and you say, I'm going to turn aside to see what God is doing. The Bible said God saw Moses. In fact, it says it, and, and I can't even explain it in English. It says when God saw Moses. So here's God waiting to do something extraordinary. And he's just waiting and waiting until you and I turn back towards the fire. Now watch this. When And, and you got to understand, I know all of you know this, but I'm trying to say this very quickly. There's in the Torah, this is why the Lord says you can't remove one jot or one tittle. In the Torah, in the old, what we call the Old Testament, the five books of Moses, every Every little jot or tittle, every letter means something. If you remove one letter or one word or one jot or one tittle, it loses the whole meaning. Okay? And most of you know that. And so what happens next is extraordinary. Moses decided, I'm going to get close to the fire. I want to see this supernatural thing. When... God saw Moses, when God sees Larry, when God sees you turn to the fire, God says, Moses, Moses. Now, if we don't understand ancient Jewish wisdom, we think, uh, that's cute, Moses, Moses. But in Hebrew, it's very powerful when God calls a name out twice. When Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac and he brought the sacrificial ram, he says, Abraham, Abraham. When Jacob was moving to Egypt to save Israel, he says, Jacob, Jacob. When Samuel was being called as a prophet, he says, Samuel, Samuel. When Jesus uh, when, when, when Martha was complaining because Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, Jesus said, Martha, Martha. When you see Jesus on the cross and he's about to take our sins and break every curse, he says, Eli, Eli, my God, my God. When Paul was on the road to Damascus and he's, and he's, he's persecuting Christians, God knocks him to the ground and he said, Saul, Saul. And, and you look at even when Jesus looked at the destiny of Jerusalem, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often I would have gathered thee as a hen does gather a chick, but you would not. So when God says something, a name, whether even a name of a person or a name of a city, what that means in Hebrew is, is that when you turn aside to be involved with what I'm doing, I will call your name out 
And when I call your name out, Larry, Larry, or Tiz, Tiz, or whatever your name is, that means I am about to elevate you to a dimension that you have never seen before. Every single time. This is a sign from God. And forgive me, I could teach on a month on every one of these. Then the last thing we see is that the, our, the, the next thing we see is that the Bible says that this bush, and it's a Hebrew word which means a thorn bush, the, the bush was burning but not consumed. Now go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. When God threw Adam and Eve out of the, out of the garden, and he said, now by the sweat of your brow, and he cursed the land with thorns and thistles. Now we go to Jesus where Jesus is walking. And how many places did Jesus shed his blood? Seven. Seven. On Yom Kippur, how many times did they sprinkle the blood? Seven. Seven. Not just, not just to, to forgive us of our sin, but the blessing of God is ready to be released when the blood breaks the curse. Jesus shed his blood seven times. One of those is they took the ground that was cursed with thorns and thistles. They wove it into a crown of thorns, placed it on the brow of Jesus. We're cursed by the sweat of man's brow, but we're redeemed by the blood on Jesus' brow. In Hebrew, in Judaism, the thorn is always a sign of the curse. So God says when he shows Moses, listen to this, is, this is, this is deep Judaism in, embedded in them that we've never been taught. When God's, when Moses saw the thorn bush that was burning but not consumed, God says to Moses' heart, I will maintain my anointing in your life even while the curse around you in this world still exists. Even though the world is cursed, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. When you turn aside during, during the month of Elul, when you're paying attention and you say, you know what? I see what's going on. I'm waking up. I'm paying attention. I'm going to get as close to the supernatural fire of God, even though the curse is all around you. What I say in the beginning, we may be in this world, but we're not of this world. Wake up, church. Get close to the fire. Our best is yet to come. Somebody ought to shout amen. Stand with me all over the building. I'm going to close with this. So Moses sees the burning bush. He turns aside to see what is God doing. He turns aside to see how close can I get to the fire of God? How close can I get? That's the purpose of us seeing these things. That's the purpose of blowing the shofar. That's the purpose of God's appointed time. Is there not an appointed time to wake us up? God's moedim, God's time on the calendar to wake us up saying, I'm about to birth something. I'm about to do something. But watch this last thing as you're standing there. God says to Moses, take off your shoes. Because where you are standing, that's holy ground. Remember when, just popped in my mind. Remember when 
Joshua, they're coming out of the desert. And they're about to enter into the promised land. Remember that story? 40 years in the wilderness. They're out of Egyptian captivity, 40 years. But they're about to go into the promised land. They're they're moments away. And Joshua leaves the camp and he's looking at the walls of Jericho. I've been there. I've stood. uh, It used to be you could go down there and do a tour. I've stood on those crumbled walls. They were so wide that you could race three chariots side by side. They were so high that there were city, towns, uh, villages within themselves built into them. And here's Joshua coming out of there. He has, he has no weapons. He has no military. And he's looking at this enemy. And he's got to be thinking, this is a tough one. And all of a sudden he sees a man standing there with a sword drawn. Standing right in front of him. And he says to this man, which we now know as the Lord. He says, are you here to fight for me? Now the guys, the, the angels, he's got, the, the Lord, the host of the army of Yahweh. He's got a drawn sword. Be like someone pointing a gun at you. And they point a gun at you and they say, put up your hands. And you go, no habla ingles. <laughs> Joshua says, are you here to fight for me? Or are you here to fight against me? And what does the Lord say? He said, neither. It's not even your fight. not even your fight just do what I tell you to do and Joshua says Lord what do you want me to do see that's the whole purpose of hearing the shofar that's the whole purpose of seeing oh my gosh what's going on Lord what do you want me to do and what did the Lord say to him not we know about walking around the walls and being quiet and 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 everything but he says take off your shoes because where you stand is holy ground It's the same thing that God said to Moses. Moses sees the curse, but he sees the power of God. And the Lord says to him, take off your sandals, because where you stand is holy ground. You know what that means? You know how that reads from Hebrew to English? Wherever you are standing right now, no matter how big the curses are around you, when you are standing in my will, You are standing on holy ground. You're standing. At this very moment, you may be standing in Australia. You may be standing in England. You may be standing in Central South America. You may be standing in Canada. You may be standing in Taiwan. You may be standing in the name of Jesus in Afghanistan. But may the power of God be with us all. Because he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You may be thinking, Pastor, I'm going through stuff. Or man, I'm a little scared what's going on in the world. You are standing 
at this very moment on holy ground. You know, when, and I know you know this, but when the high priest would go in during the Feast of Tabernacles, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Feast of Tabernacles, they'd go in barefoot. Have you ever read that scripture, thy kingdom come, thy will be done? How many have ever heard that? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If you read that, the, 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 the scholars say it's like one putting his foot down. Come, kingdom of God. Be done, will of God. Now, why is that? Why is that? Because, because in ancient Jewish wisdom, when you put your foot down, You are saying, no enemy can defeat me, for I am standing with the Lord. You right now, you right now, all the world, you are standing at this very moment on holy ground. Does that make sense to you? Maybe you're going through something. Maybe maybe you feel the thorn bush all around you. But I'm going to tell you something. The power of God, the power of a supernatural God. It says, even though there may be curses around you, you are not of this world. You are of the kingdom of a supernatural God. And you and I, when we are in the will of God, we are more than conquerors. What a mighty God we serve. Can I have an amen this morning? I'd like to have every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around just for a moment. And I hope that you understand that the blowing of the shofar, the blowing of the shofar is because God loves us so much. And what God is saying to us at this very moment is, Where do you stand? Concerning me, concerning my anointing, concerning my kingdom, concerning your personal relationship with me, where do you stand? And all you have to do is say, Lord, I'm going to get as close to the fire as I can. And the Bible says, and when he saw Moses turn aside, He said, Moses, Moses, I'm about to lift you up beyond the powers of this world. And that's what God wants to do for you and your family right now. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, no one's looking around. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Larry, I need to give my life or I need to rededicate my life. I hear the blowing of the shofar. I hear that still small voice. And as every head is bowed, every eye is closed. No one's looking around. You say, Pastor, would you remember me in prayer? I want to give my life or rededicate my life to the Lord. Slip your hand up all over the building. And just hold it there. I'm going to go through the whole place. I see that hand, 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 that hand. Just keep them up, please. That hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. 
that hand, 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 that hand. God bless you. That hand, keep them up. That hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. God bless you. I see, I see. That hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. God bless you. That hand, that hand. God bless you. And and I'm I may that hand. God bless you. I may have missed somebody, but God didn't miss it. Give them a great big clap offering and say thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I want us to pray. We're going to close. I want us to pray. I want you to think not just about serving God, but I want you to think about what Tiz said so well the other day. I mean, it just, I, I, it just moved my spirit. I can, I, it just was on me. God's not asking you to change the world. But when you do one thing, God says when you save a life, And it may be a life from death. It may be a life from persecution. It may be a life from depression. Who knows? But God says, I see it as if you saved the whole world. Say, well, pastor, how can that be? Well, you know, let's say that time when I was overdosed in my ranch in Columbia, South America, when I was a drug dealer and I overdosed and I knew I was dying. Had I died, it wouldn't be Tiz and I. It wouldn't be Luke, it wouldn't be Anna, it wouldn't be Katie, it wouldn't be Aviva, it wouldn't be uh, Asher, it wouldn't be Yehuda, it wouldn't be Lion, it wouldn't be Jen, it wouldn't be Brandon. Brandon, well, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. But, it, but it's, a, it's a whole domino effect. Do you see what I'm saying? You can make a difference. Let's decide. How many want God, the supernatural God that burns even when curses are right. How, how many want him to make a difference in your life this next year? Then let's determine we're going to make a difference in somebody else's life. I was going to show this and I forgot. Forgive me. Maybe we'll show it next week. We just sent, how long have we had the orphanage in Haiti now? 11, 12 years. Our babies are graduating from high school. They're bringing more in. Um... We just, we just sent them money for, to buy all their clothes and their food and everything. And then we sent extra money because another, another uh, earthquake hit down there. And you're, you're, doing things, you're doing things that a lot of times we don't even tell you about. We're 50,000 meals to children in Zimbabwe every month. Every month. God honors that. So... When we think about giving, we know a tenth is Lord. We know first fruits. Three times a year we come before the Lord and you don't come empty-handed. But every week, you know, when, when, when we have Shabbat, we have the whole family over for Shabbat, the first thing you do is you give to charity. God says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, where you're going to wear it. But seek ye first the king about his righteous. The righteous means acts of kindness, acts of charity. Do something good. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's getting crazy out there. But our best is yet to come divine protection father i i release the blessing of god say this out with me right now father i come to you right now in the name of jesus i know i've sinned we've all sinned but i know this you love me so much you sent jesus christ to pay the price in full for all my sin right now i receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Now say this with authority. Satan, get out of my life. 
Get out of my home. Get out of my family. Get out of my finances. Get out of my future. I declare in his name, every curse is reversed and every blessing is received. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.